Recording, recording, recording. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sober Swole Podcast. My name is Jake Howard. Woo! I go by DJ Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. What's up, everyone? As always, before we get started, let me give a shout out to Royalty Nutrition. To help me out with that, as always, here he is, Warhorse. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, go with Royalty Nutrition. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Royalty Nutrition is a veteran-owned and operated supplement company that doesn't automatically go to use the cheapest ingredients possible when making their formulas for you. Check them out. Use the discount code 37HAKE to save you 15% on your order get you some supplements that will help you along your way to your fitness goals my next shot of the evening will be to gorilla gains that's gorilla-gains with a z.com they are a fitness apparel company that you can wear comfortably in and out of the gym they also make great equipment that helps keep you safe while you train check them out that discount code is jake15 that saves you 15 percent on that website as well my last shout out of the evening will be to me that's right, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to patreon.com backslash hatejoward, you will find my Patreon page where I post training logs, blog type posts. Uh, once a month, I do uh, a solo show called Hake Rants, and I would love for you to come support me. <laughs> DJ Swirl, tell them about that buy to buy empire. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for you to support me. <laughs> That's a commercial law in itself. Yes, buy to buy. What you are watching here is buy to buy studios, where we do high quality, uh, low stress, which is always remote controlled. We do creative content consulting. Um, we help you from every stage, which that whether that is you know shorts, reels, the stuff on social media, all the way to full fledged shows. Uh, let us know how we can help you. What stage you're at. Buy to buy studios everywhere you are, and the main umbrella, of course, is buy to buy, where we offer fast, friendly, on-demand moving, delivery, staging, TV mounting, and assembly. Uh, if you got, if you lack time or you got a bad spine, we're there to support you, giving you peace of mind from the time you buy to the time that we say goodbye. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to a few people. Uh, first off, want to give a shout out to um, Oh No, Not Another Podcast. Um, a young lady who I went to grade school with back at Crawford Elementary back in Terre Haute, Indiana. Yeah! Shout out to all the cubbies. Uh, she does a show with her friend Derek, and her name is Sarah. And uh, the episode that I caught was about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe. And so they ran through the gamut of the the comic from the comics to uh, the movie series. Uh, their uh, love-hate relationship with Michael Bay, um, and then uh, all the way to The Last Ronin, which I think is the next episode that's going to be released. Um, but yeah, it was a great listen. Um, it's already 
two full pieces of the same episode, an hour long each. And so I was out zipping around on scooters, just listening to them laughing, uh, learning a lot. Uh, they give a lot of insight into the series itself that you may not have known. I knew a few facts, but there was a lot of stuff I learned on top of that. So shout out to them. They're just starting out. They've only got a few episodes up, but they are on uh, Apple Podcasts. It is Oh No, Not Another Podcast. Um, also give a shout out to Vision Prince Studio. Uh, that's for Luis Robles and Peter South. They have a show that they're working on as well, a podcast um, that's going to highlight local small businesses and entrepreneurs and just talking about their stories, um, sharing their insights and what they've learned in the process of maintaining and operating a successful business. Um, and so they had me on their show and we had a great conversation about 45 minutes long. I've listened back to it about five times and, you know, like I do with most things just to kind of break it down and, and take bits and pieces that I can say for myself. But like, I'm looking forward to people hearing that me being able to talk about myself in that fashion. Cause I don't really do that very often. I don't, I'm not a big fan of, of, you know, just, I've never been someone to oversell. My, I've always undersold on purpose simply for the fact that I could never disappoint. Um, and so that builds confidence at different levels. And I feel like I'm at a stage to where I can speak confidently on not just myself and my experience, but on, um, you know, other things in the world and just connecting the dots. And so I want to thank them for having me on, um, look forward to seeing and hearing that, um, and pushing that out there when it drops. So, oh, that's it for me, Jake, what are we talking about tonight? Well, I think we're going to talk about how my daughter tried to kill me this morning. Oh, man. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Well, I don't know which one it is. Fuck. There, there it is. There is she. <laughs> Dog. Oh, you, man. So you shared this Google Doc with me, and, and I can see you typing it out in real time. And you, were t you told me this, and then you were writing it down. And so I'm reading it back, and I'm just like, please, let these folks know. Uh, the daughter that you have that is definitely your your seed, and oh. uh, how fun that is for you <laughs> currently. <laughs> so, my wife took today off from work, and because she was going to get a haircut and do a bunch of other things that she enjoys doing for herself and others, and help Ruthie get uh, do her hair for picture day, and. Um, the plan was she'd do all she'd do Ruthie's hair, and then we'd load up the kids. I'd take the littles in the van, and she'd take the the bigs in her car, take the bigs to school, and I'd handle stuff with the littles. Go do my work at the farm, come back. We'd have time to hang out, right? Well, we have all the bigs in Britt's car, Marley and Christopher in my car, and. We just can't find Ruth. We just can't find her. So I'm going through the house and looking through every room and going through every closet, and trying to listen to her, like sneak somewhere. And Britt's like, well, I got to go. It's like, okay, I'll find her. And I'll, you know, I got time to, before I have to get Ruth to preschool. And I'm, I'm going through like my third sweep of the upstairs, you know, room by room closet by closet under the bed under the bed and my phone starts ringing and it's uh, a longtime friend of mine my buddy Kyle's sister Kayla and I'm thinking because she's she's roommates with 
Derek, where the big chicken farm is. So she's calling me. I'm like, oh, shit. She went outside and there was like a chicken massacre or something on top of I can't find my kid. <laughs> and so I answer the phone. She goes, well, hey, looking for a kid? Ooh. I said, I said, yeah, yeah, I am. She goes, well, you wouldn't believe the 911 call I just got. And my heart sank. Yes. She goes, she's at the community center, which is behind our house. And she's, she's, uh, she's with a nice lady named Nancy who works there. I said, okay, that's where I'll go. And, you know, so I run outside and there's a lady standing out there with her dogs and another older retired lady. She goes, Hey, are you looking for your daughter? And I said, yes, ma'am. I'm on my way to get her. She goes, Oh, so, you know, she's at the, she's over there by the pool. And I said, yep. She goes, okay. I know that they called the sheriffs, might have to talk to them too. And I said, that's fine. Thank you for letting me know. She goes, yeah, your daughter was so sweet. She told me she left through the open garage door and this garage door is open. So I thought it was this house. And yeah, you got me. And so I, I get over there and she's with the sweetest lady named Nancy had to be in her seventies. Oh, I have her back here. She's just hanging out with my grandson because we're waiting for him to go to school too. And I said, Oh, well, thank you so much. And let's get her loaded up. And Ruth, Oh, hi dad. Look, they gave me a bracelet. Ha 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 ha. Life is cake and wonder. And so I call Kayla back and I, I say, Hey, uh, I got her. She goes, okay, well the deputy should be there soon. That's excellent. Awesome. So I, the deputy pulls up, I get out of the van, I walk over to him and he goes, Hey, I said, hi. He goes, so you got your daughter? And I said, yes, sir. I got my daughter. She's, she's buckled in. Okay, cool. I said, this is just, I have no idea when she even snuck out. She goes, he goes, man, my daughter did the exact same stuff when she was a kid. Yeah. So, well, good. It's not just me. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's so stories that you can hang over her head when she's old enough to oh regret it. Cause God damn, man. <laughs> well, so I get her in the car and she's all, <laughs> uh-huh. Daddy, I, and I was like, no, I am upset. I am yeah. angry with you. She's like, I shouldn't have left the house. And I said, yeah. And sometimes you'll meet people that aren't nice. Right. If you leave by yourself. She goes, well, everyone I talked to today was nice. And I said, you got very lucky today. Yeah. She goes, because like, she's like still not understanding. I was like, there, and I said, well, Baby, sometimes you'll say hi to some somebody and they're really mean on their hearts. Like they're they may not look mean outside, but they're really mean inside. And they, you know, and they might not be good people. And they they could steal you. She went, What? I said, Yeah. Sometimes people steal kids like you. And then you we mommy and I would never see you again. She goes, Oh no. I said, Yeah, dude, that's why you can't just run out of the house. Oh, okay. She'll do it again. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and and how upset when 
I'm sorry. How upset will you be when that happens? Pretty pissed. That's it. <laughs> but like, no, uh. so she was the kid when we first moved here. Had bounced and disappeared in like just a diaper. It was like hiding in the neighbor's like awning. Yeah. <laughs> no child. Yeah, man, I don't know if I ever had the balls to do that when I was younger. I know my parents would have whooped my ass. Whooped my ass. Well, she didn't get a she didn't get any whoopings for that. Because there was no point. You already had the deputy out once. Yeah. <laughs> didn't need for her to smarten up and call again. Alright. But this is twice in a day, man. Yep. <laughs> but like uh, so today I told her, I was like, listen, every time you do something wrong, it's immediately another corner. It's, you got to be on your best behavior for a long time. Yeah. Because it's it's not even, I'm not even talking to you. Cause you, you know, you're screwing it. Like there's like certain things like she knows she's not supposed to do, but doesn't anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, nope. Nope. We're not playing that. And then she, she spent no less than five times in the corner separate uh five to ten minute periods yeah she's wild dude i was i was talking to i called my mom you know of course of course my wife knows all about this of course but i called my mom and i was like do you think some people are just born with like the wild in them you know and you just you just kind of got to deal with it yeah, but I also think it's just she's so innocent. She sees the world as just a giant playground, too. And I can understand that in this scenario. But I, she's got that, like, like, she's so sweet. Like, you've met Ruth. She's super sweet. But there, she has that, like, uh, savage animal out in the wild, the has to go and do things to survive. She doesn't necessarily know what it is, but she has to do it kind of thing. I know. I I just, Anna, my youngest, is like that a lot. Like, she's very aloof. Like, she'll hum and sing and dance and jump. Like, we were going to eat dinner tonight to celebrate. You want to talk about bad behavior and sneaking out. Uh, Both my girls got had their... uh, parent-teacher conferences today. And so uh, started out with Rylan, my oldest. She just turned eight. And um, like on, what is today? The 17th, yesterday she turned eight. And so um, we took them to dinner after the parent-teacher conferences because they both got mostly fours and threes. Rylan got all fours and one three. Um, Anna had more threes speckled in there, but they both got their praises sang by their respective teachers. So uh, we usually reward them after the case. And so we were going, figuring out where we wanted to go. And my youngest, Anna, she's in the car, dancing around all over the place. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I have a headache. Okay. She had a fever two days ago. Like she, um, she just has a hard time sitting still. Yeah. And 
Um, so she's like, my head hurts. Okay, so I got a you know chewable kids ibuprofen. We took that. And we take off toward dinner. We're heading out, getting out of the car, and we parked next to in between two big trucks. So we had to be careful opening the doors. Got them both out, and I saw that you know she had the rear view mirror, the side mirror was going to impede her path. And so I said, hey, watch your head. Three seconds later, pow, face first right into the thing. Starts crying right as I open the door to walk into the restaurant. I'm like, okay, well, we're not doing that yet. So I had to stop, mm-hmm. sit on the bench and look in the other direction because there's nothing more frustrating than talking to someone and then just completely disregarding what you said. Like, not even, like, we're in a parking lot. Like, first of all, you should be alert. Secondly, I said, watch your face. That's all I said, which is watch your head. And then right above her eye. Pow. And not like gentle. Brisk, normal. Pow. And you're like. And so it's those things that you, as a parent, you see go over and over and over again. It's like, oh, it's an accident. No. This is a behavior pattern. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so she, you know, her. Her, her mother is very clumsy. She has bumps and bruises that I ask about. I'm like, where'd you get that? Oh, I hit a desk. Oh, I bumped it in the table. Do you just like not see it? Or like, it's just, it just happens. And so I had a conversation. She had her, she celebrated her birthday on Sunday in the park. She had her, invited her friends from school and we had ice cream Sundays and they went and played in the water and, uh, and on the, the playground. And so uh, I was talking to my father-in-law and was just talking about, you know, I was like, so who does who does Colleen get her clumsiness for? And he shared a story with me where he was hanging out, being young, being young and dumb. But he shared a story to where he was on the hood of his buddy's truck and his buddy hit the gas. And so he overcompensated by hitting the brake hard when he was on the <laughs> And so he went sliding off of it and they were going downhill. So he just went... <laughs> And he said, he said, I was in the hospital for four days. And I didn't move. I was like, oh, no, no, no. He said he was on the couch for four days. I said, they didn't take you to the hospital? He said, no. He thugged it out. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. That's what <coughs> from. I mean, I make silly mistakes myself. Uh, but the rate at which they do it and the severity that they pay for it, it's like. The way that my wife subbed her toe or hit or burns herself, you know, like just the, the, the small things that are part of your muscle memory. But if your muscle memory includes accidents, <laughs> it's just repeat behavior. So it's just funny to see how. So then we eventually walked in, had a good dinner, uh, saying happy birthday to uh, my oldest and then we came home. But like just the idea that the beginning of that experience is capped up is accentuated by her her squealing like this crying because she's in pain like she's first of all she's in a little bit of pain but she's more embarrassed than anything and so right. she, but what she does is she holds her breath when she cries and i'm just like this is the only gonna so my pain point with my youngest is trying to get her to calm herself down because she's so spastic anyway that like mm-hmm. I, like it just gets exacerbated whenever she gets worked up like that so but you know she definitely gets that from her mom's side (laughs) 
I'm gonna know. have to put my hat on. I didn't realize how bright it was in here. <laughs> there we go. What you signing too much? No, because I'm sitting here and like you know, I can see myself and it's like Jesus, you you look like you're bobbing your head along and smiling, but you're glaring at the same time. <laughs> you got them Rogan that Rogan sheen. Yeah. Shoot. What do you oh, put? Man. What treatment do you put on your bald head? I don't. Nothing. Dove soap. So how does that work in the sun? Not bad. I mean, um, I'm out and about for extended periods of time as it goes, and then it'll be no my uh, my skin my skin tone will match will match up uh, here in about a week. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one place my forehead, like right here, is very sensitive. Yeah, the sun. So, but yeah, like we were saying, pull off the same thing because I've got these genetic knots, like one right here, one right here, there's another one right there. Like, I mean, they're all over my. There's one right there. There's one back here. Like, and it's just like, it's just something I got from my passed down my family tree. So. Um, we talked about this, I don't know how long ago it was. It was some time ago, but during many moons, many moons ago. And, uh, yeah, you were just like scalpel. (laughs) Yeah. You were ready to go. And so I have since learned right now procedure and they come and go. So, um, it's like, I'll take care of it if it becomes an issue, but not at this point. So. Fly you out to LA, go see Dr. Pimple Popper, get it all done. It's not that serious. Get you on TV. Nah. Speaking on getting on TV, um, the next note that you wrote down indicates that. Mm hmm. It's just pictures of games that somebody took on accident. Sorry, everybody. Marley's here. Yeah. Oh, please tell. The fine folks, before we get into the next piece, please tell okay. the folks our breakfast meeting. Okay. So um, normally when we're doing, when I do uh, this, my spin scooters and, st- and I'm down doing swaps and things, more often than not, I have at least one child with me. And um, on this particular day, I was it was me and Miss Marley. Ryan hits me up and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm pulling back into Tempe. Do you want to get some food? And I said, yes, absolutely. I have I have a Marley with me. That's fine. And so we're walking in, and, I, and Marley's already cowered in deep. And I think you said something like, is that normal? And I said, yes. It'll take her about 45 minutes for her to even, like, look at you. <laughs> and... Uh, I thought that was an over exaggeration. It is not. It is not. She 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 feels people out. She takes her time. Like five, and, 10, uh, 20 minutes, even thirty minutes. I get it. And 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 not like open communication, but at least eye contact. At least acknowledging that there's a stranger in the room and the feeling out process is more of them getting used to just the sight of me. I'm completely like I've had a 
pretty good track record with kids. This goes completely against that because Marley, one, did not even look in my direction. Marley, <laughs> Marley was in the, literally in the opposite direction, like folded over the chair, just staring in the opposite direction, and then had a side eye so I could see the corner of her eye looking in my direction or trying to see me. And so, you know, as a parent, you try to knock down those walls and be funny, you know, do something that will, that will break the mold. I was successful at every stage for at least 45 minutes. Yep. It's quite the same. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol didn't even work. No. Oh yeah. I broke out Paw Patrol, broke out the big guns on my phone and then took the empty seat near Marley and put it face up toward her. Just entertainment. Side eye, like you could see the breathing slowed down, was watching it, and then started kicking the chair, like swinging the, her foot. Boom, knocked the phone over. Mm -hmm. Reach and grab it and turn it back over. What'd you say? I said, it's just no point. Yeah, she'll do it again. You're gonna do it again, so don't let her watch it. And as soon as I took that phone away, <laughs> mm -hmm. let us know she was unpleased. And we weren't there much longer, but yep, it's time to go. Yeah, uh, I was, I was, I was that dad with that kid at the yep. uh, br brunch establishment. It's so <laughs> wild, and so it's crazy though because the, was it the following day or the day after? Uh, you got locked out of oh Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, the box. Yep. Son of a bitch, I forgot all about that man. The best day you've ever had. <laughs> so Friday the thirteenth. So when did this happen with, when did we go to breakfast? The day before? It was either the day before or that Wednesday. No, okay. it, was, it had to have been the day before. Day before. Okay, so the following day is Friday the 13th. And I didn't think anything of it because I'm a grown person. And I'm not superstitious to the point, but I recognize when dates line up, numbers line up, whatever. I say, oh, I acknowledge it. I move on with my day. So started the day out like I have been, 5 a.m., out boot scooting and so get two hours in chugging along and i'm at the tempe arts center by tempe town lake and i reload knock out four units come back put the batteries up and sure enough my van doesn't start and not only does it not start but it's like it is regurgitating information <laughs> It just gig, 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 and then I take the key out and it just continues to make noise. I was like, oh, it's done, done. And I have a solar um, car charger. So it just keeps the battery juiced and ready to go. And so, uh, yeah, I, I then had to use a scooter to replace the battery in my van, which was awesome. At 7 o'clock in the morning, thank goodness O'Reilly Auto Parts was opening at 7, just south uh, in Tempe, so I I have to actually take my other battery back. It's still in my van, but um, because I didn't get the core credit or whatever. But uh, my the date on my battery shows nine twenty one. So if I have a two year battery on that thing, it is a month past due. <laughs> so I don't know if I get the warranty or not. I don't know if it was a three or five year. I'm hoping it was. Then I guess I'll get reimbursed in some fashion. 
anyway uh but yeah i had to swap the battery out took me 15 minutes to get there they were quick in the store uh was back had it out i lost like 25 minutes and then right as i'm getting back going i get a message from jake and jake says what (laughs) i sent you a picture yeah (laughs) i can't i can't get into the box so (laughs) the way that this thing is going down is i've got storage units near where these facility where our zones are that we're servicing these scooters and so it makes it easy for myself and others to share the same space without having a bunch of keys so it's got a combo lock got a gate code people can come and go as they please and so jake was coming and going as he pleased just like he had no problem up until that point and then there's a red tag on the motherfucker that says hey you can't get into your into your unit because of non-payment it's implicitly said non-payment. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. So sure enough, I'm like, hey, man, apologies. Don't know what's going on, but uh, let me figure it out. So I reached out, and sure enough, it was on the 13th. Right the 13th, right? So I've got auto pay set up, and it's good until the 19th, which is two days from today. So hey, man, WTF. And... Reached out, of course, it didn't. The phone number for the store location takes you to customer service somewhere, and then they had to transfer me to somebody else. And then I got a call back five minutes later from a third person saying, You're right, our bad. And then I show up to the facility because you went across the street to grab breakfast. And so I dipped down and I was five minutes away, showed up to the storage unit, and then I'm waiting there. And another vehicle pulls up and they start walking toward me. It's the attendant. They go on to tell me that they apologize for locking it because of non-payment, but they only put that on there because I had a lock that I wasn't supposed to. Mind you, this is my third month having this space. So probably definitely should have said something to me sooner, let alone contacted me so I could make the necessary adjustment on my own. Nah, they just said, fuck your access. We're going to lock it up. Get in contact with us. So... After the dead battery, I then had to take care of this situation. I got a free lock out of it. We've got that set up now. Uh, I didn't know they made word locks like that. Dope. Uh, yeah. And uh, so now we're good to go. But another another hiccup to a day simply because of the date. So then I try and jump back out, do a little bit more work. And then, oh, guess what? I've got an 11 o'clock over in Northeast Mesa. So I've got a jet out there. And... I go over to my storage unit that has my trailer in it. My trailer's got a flat tire. Yeah! Three for three. The trifecta. And so then I had to spend an additional 15 minutes, and I had just gotten four of my tires replaced. I, or I had gotten them um, refitted. So I've got four fresh tires ready to go in the event one of them goes out. So I was prepared, went right back to the house, grabbed one, put it on. I've got a 5,000-pound jack. NASCAR style, so I got that thing off quick, set it up, was like, hey, I will be 30 minutes late because of the delay. They were all good to go. So that was how my morning started. <laughs> it's not even 11 o'clock, so it was like, I was supposed to be there at uh, at 10, 10 or 11, at 11. I showed up at 11.30, and when I get there, there are six people in the driveway, and I'm just like, this is a Facebook transaction, Facebook marketplace transaction between two people. It's a couch, a chair, and an ottoman. Not a lot of stuff. And so, uh, needless to say, I show up and we share a laugh over how terrible my morning had been. 
And then I proceeded to give business cards to every single person there. They loved the idea of my service. Um, they had already mentioned a couple people they knew that would use my service and that you know need help. And so it turned into a great situation. And then I drive all the way across town to Awatuki to drop off this unit and meet um, the buyer and her daughter, who is just now getting her own place for the first time. So it's always interesting to see that transition, the excitement in the kid's face, the nervousness parents phase and so then we dropped off the couches or the furniture the couch that they had let her use up until that point back to their house which was two miles down the road and so i wound up going to that house and i met her husband and they are and so first off before all this went down when i we started locking in this gig i got this gig because of awatuki 411 facebook group um my customer reached out and said, I need a moving company to move to move some things. And East Valley Entrepreneurs out of BNI, my group, they reached out and said, bye to bye, bye to bye, bye to bye, bye to bye. So sure enough, when I DM'd her, she responded kind. And then she called me and said, here, give me a call. 812 area code. And she says the name of my mother. Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is... Mm. So... Uh, yeah, all this stuff goes down. And so then I meet her at the second or the third, the second drop off location. And then I wound up speaking to her husband for 30 minutes, <laughs> move the couch in my help left. I, I pay him, take it off. And then I'm just like, you know, shoring up the conversation as you do. And it just keeps getting extended, keeps going, keeps going to the point where my customer stayed with her daughter and we left to drop off the second one. She's like, Oh, my husband will let you in. She pulls up and she's like, what are you still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, I have a, uh, a conversation, a meeting set up with uh, this gentleman who I uh, just met out of Awatuki and he is involved in the stock industry and um, in stock market and that's how he makes his living. And he sounded very interested in um, trying to help the buy to buy brand expand its portfolio. So I'm very much looking forward to that conversation. And of course, all this comes on the heel of a shitty Friday the 13th. And then it ended with a bang. And so I'm supposed to have that conversation tonight. That's been moved so we can do this, which we had in line anyway. So I was going to go there after this. And I'm like, nah, now nah, I get to go. A decent mm -hmm. time. Next are on Thursday. And hopefully line some stuff up so we can get this operations going, man, because it's there. We're on the we're on the brink of making this thing something serious. So I'm really <laughs> But yeah, Friday the thirteenth was not a. That's not the right sound. It was not a Ric Flair wooable moment. Speaking of non Ric Flair wooable yeah. moments, yeah. Let's get into it, sir. So I have made the personal executive decision that I will no longer uh, watch anything with Ric Flair now. Um, like maybe like if it's like a biography where he has like a little clip, yeah, in it here or there. But I won't just I won't just listen to a Ric Flair interview ever again. He is. It's at the point where he's like he's been old since like I can remember, but now it's just like he's an old man, and it's sad. And like he's. So what's sad? The fact that. It spoils your nostalgia? 
it's like so he doesn't wrestle anymore but like he still tries to do the you know i'm in crazy ridiculous yeah crazy ridiculous suit drunk all the time party animal the persona that made him the thing that you like which i understand you know ride it out but like it's he's just tom bradying it bro at least tom brady was like okay last super bowl i'm actually done for real this time no 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 no, he didn't even have that yeah he no he won the super bowl and then he just like he retired and then right he came back and then he said fuck my family (laughs) came back and then Okay, but like, okay, so imagine the mm-hmm. okay, but then he still uh, played for another fifteen seasons. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's what that's that's what's going on. Yeah. That's what that. And so the disappointment culminated in what? It's just he's. You said you saw him on what show? I watched him do uh, Kill Tony. And so was he just a buzzkill? Yeah, and like yeah, and yeah. like obviously, uh, stand up's not his thing. It's, it reminds me of like Van Wilder when he starts to grow up. <laughs> once he once he realizes how old he is, kind of thing. Like everybody who loved him for who he is is like, who are you? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you a? Used to be the party animal. And Rick and is just, how old is Rick? Rick's is in the seventies, right? Yeah. And his meat suit has been—he's put some mileage on that meat suit. So yeah, there's yeah, no in between, in between the plane crash, get struck by lightning, and <laughs> you're like, oh my god, all the drugs. Go, you just go on and on and on, and then like when his like intestines burst for some reason, they still can't figure out why, and he should have died but didn't. And like, so you said, so you saw him on Kill Tony and then Rogan? No, I saw him on Rogan first. Okay. And I was like, oh, that means in a, in a, in a week or two, he'll, he'll probably do Kill Tony with Tony Henschel. Yep. And he did. And it was just, oh man. What is the reaction online comment wise? I haven't. Are you just sad to the point you don't want to see anymore? I don't, I don't want to see, like I don't want to see them shitting on my boy. And I know it's going to be big. <laughs> oh man! Woo! Oh poor Rick. Yeah. Uh, not poor, Rick. was... poor Rick. Rick's doing just fine. Let me backtrack. Yeah. But I just man, it, it was it hurt. I've always I've always stuck to my guns in terms of. Letting legends ride out when you know they can still play. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're only rooting for them for you. Right. You're only doing it for the association of the cool factor, of the champion factor, of all of those things, right? And so when I see people just hang on to LeBron and to Brady and to these people, to these giants of their industry who are, who their extended warranty is up. And you're just kind of letting, you're letting it ride out the course. But 
they have put up numbers that are legendary. And so, in my opinion, Kobe was a victim of this too. You're just tarnishing your image. Well, see, the Iron Cheek did it best. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. What'd he say? He said, hang on. He said, no? No, he said, hang on. He said, hang on? Okay. Well, well tell Bubby. Tell Bubby it's almost bedtime. It's it's past his bedtime. And to put your show on. You get his butt in bed. <laughs> How old? She's two. Dang. Yep. Already running thing. But she's she she told me tonight that she because you know it's the routine has been uh Brittle take him upstairs at seven, get Christopher to sleep, and then we'll move the littles to their bed for the fifteen minutes that they'll stay there. Yeah. And tonight she's like, I don't want to go to sleep. I'm gonna go to sleep ever again. <laughs> So, Yikes. she's out here putting on the fight. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? I was, um, so it was the, the person who did this the best wrestling wise was the Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik did his media tour kind of thing. And when he was all still kind of screwed up and on drugs and things, and then he got sober and linked up with, uh, whoever those gentlemen that he knew were and then he had that social media renaissance and that's what he did he told people to fuck themselves every day and everyone's like take money here you know like he, you know he, he wasn't like out and about being the iron sheik all the time he was just the iron sheik on the internet and people were like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen yeah yeah i mean like i i it's probably to the point now where if he slowed down his heart will stop like flare mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, it's so. I grew up, I grew up a huge Michael Jackson fan. And so yeah. once, you know, he passed under. Murdered. Well, circumstances. <laughs> and then they released the compilation of the tour that he had been putting together and that they were about to do for his big comeback or whatever. And so. I've still not seen that movie. This is me, I believe is what it is. This is it. This is it. Can't watch it for the exact same reason. Because Michael Jackson, at that age, trying to relive or whatever, old Michael Jackson, peak Michael Jackson, it's not the same thing. So it is a tarnishing of the legend. And so it's nostalgia for the sake of the audience at the expense of of the act and that to me feels disingenuous altogether so it's like and my dad my dad is the same thing huge fan he's seen it multiple times i was like i told him that he's like wow he goes i respect it but it's good and i was like ah yep i believe you yeah don't need to see it i don't need to see him struggling i don't need to see him i don't need to see him with that much mileage mm-hmm doesn't do anything for what I can go on to any of my playlists right now and find a Michael Jackson track and I will be satisfied. Did you would you please put Paw Patrol on? You're the best. 
I appreciate you, and I love you. And I'll see you in the morning. Good night, sir. Is that Wyatt? Yes, it is. <laughs> but, you know, we can't be trying to do a, a different format of the show or try something new without my family. <laughs> without intervention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just, we're going to leave it all in. Leave it all in. Because it's real. Yeah. Um, no, what was I going to tell you? Shoot. We're talking about Michael Jackson. We're talking about how you didn't want to watch This Is It. Oh, they're making a Hollywood version, but it's called the, the Iron Claw. And okay. Zach Efron's in it, and that dude from The Bear, that show. And it's a movie about the Von Erich family. Von Erich Wrestling? Yes. And I will go see that in theater, preferably by myself, so I can cry like a man. That that family has one of the most, like, rocket ship to, like, fame and fortune stories. But it's also the saddest story in professional wrestling probably ever story because um their dad um i can't remember his real name off the top of my head but they adopted von eric back in the day when it was uh um there was nazi sympathizers Hmm. quote unquote you know they were they were the german bad guys and they come out goose stepping and throwing the fucking roman salutes up and stuff and that kind of thing and what the dad did was he ended up um, buying the Dallas wrestling tor- territory. And then all of his sons got into wrestling that could. And they were all in their own right, except for the the runt. They were all in their own right really good. And then they all died except for Kevin. Way before their time? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple, a couple were suicide. One was uh, like, there's been stories of it was a freak accident or someone flushed the pills before the cops got there. There's like, there's, yeah, who's yeah. telling the truth on that one? But the internet, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's old wrestlers have got up and told stories, yeah, in both camps forever. So, and then, uh, yeah, the Kevin is the only one that's alive. And he has had a farm in Hawaii for the last forever. Just because he's far away from everything. (laughs) But yeah, man, it was there. I would do the family's entire story in justice to try and compress it into a segment of our show. (laughs) No, that's good, though. I've been watching a lot. Um, I watched the Uber story, which is hmm. super pumped is the name of it. Joseph Gordon Levitt is the lead. And so it tells a story about Uber and its rise and how it came to be and all the challenges it's faced in the way to where it's at now. Um, talks about Lyft and their place in that story as well, which is wild. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's, we have so much good stuff out there. Like, there's so many good stories. 
and the idea that so many of those good stories have been put on pause because of the strikes because of everything that has been going on so we're going to get an influx of 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 uh i mean they might push a lot of it back but we're going to get more sooner than we than we normally would because it had it, it should have already been out so it didn't have to be but no one gave me a call <laughs> for oh yeah for the voiceover yeah I didn't get <laughs> whatever right sign me up you'll never work in hollywood again who gives a shit <laughs> exactly i live in santan valley arizona i don't really think i'd be going back to hollywood i got i got babies and chickens to raise dude i also watched that beckham yeah story on netflix that's good too pretty good yeah it's good i just saw that clip going around where he was just telling uh posh spice to ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but Check your shit. <laughs> as you know, being someone who was 19, 20 years old when all when he was at his peak, so I he was a household name. Obviously, the Spice Girls, obviously all that stuff. But being in America, it's still it's not even football; it's soccer. So, like yeah. the idea that he was the first person to really usher in quality football into American soccer and he's a guinea pig man. He put himself out there and he did work. And now he is, and I didn't know this somehow, but I've been following the, all the noise that Messi has been making when he came over and to, from a, from uh, or to Miami, David Beckham is, I don't know if he's the coach or if he's the owner or whatever, but he is involved. And so he's now responsible for bringing messy over now so they're just doing it again and it's it's uh, it's awesome to see you know how much that they've been through and just how grounded someone who looks like he does who has the who who when you see people who look like he does they they usually have a certain demeanor to them there's usually an ego yeah. and he is not that guy and so, so he seems like a really pretty chill dude yeah and the way that the tabloids and all that the paparazzi really just did things to really make their lives tough. Like it, his story is it, it's really great. It's really it's really entertaining. So I'd highly recommend. I'll put it on my put it on maybe your, when I have a put it on your maybe when I have time list. Yeah. <laughs> Today was the first day. Other than doing stuff at Florence, I didn't do shit. Yeah. Involving work until now. There you go. It's like your Apple Watch. My Apple Watch will tell you, oh, you hit your stand goal because you stood up for four minutes out of an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever that low threshold is. Yeah, I've been, I'm not going to lie, I've been running ragged. Yeah. But your boy is tired. Yeah, man, I went to bed last night early. Yeah. The girls were, Anna was being, was on another level. And I was just like, I'm not gonna, I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Before, instead of just being, turning it into something problematic, I was like, nope, I'll just remove myself from that situation. I just said night. No, thanks. Speaking of girls, so Marley's been out there for what? Five minutes? bet she's already out yeah 
<laughs> feel that. I feel that in the fours. <clears throat> she sat down, got cozy, found a pillow. It's over. Good. That's usually it, right? Yeah. But go, go, go. When I pick her. Moment I pick her up, no when I lay her. Moment she lays her head down on her pillow. Dad, I don't like my bed. I don't. I don't like. Oh, man. They both say that. I don't like my bed. Why not? Oh, the girl spent like a half an hour building out, putting out blankets, building a fort, doing all this stuff to make it this spot where they wanted to sleep overnight. And they're in there, and I, I put their, I took all the music, the lights, everything in there to make it. Nice. They're out there for 25 minutes, and then they get up and go in their room. So now the new rule is if you leave stuff out and you don't pick up after yourself, something, you lose something. You lose right. an item, you lose access, you lose time. It depends, but like, yeah, so we're trying to make them turn lights off behind themselves and stuff like that. It's a struggle, but. Oh, yeah. Working Britt, did a toy, Britt did a toy purge the other day. It's nice. mind if she did it again. My girl's dollhouse that I got for Anna for her birthday last year or for Christmas. It's just stuff full of stuff. All dolls, just legs and arms popping out everywhere. It's, yeah, another purge needs to happen very soon. Just had a yard sale. <laughs> Especially since, you know, Christ's birthday's coming up. Yeah, exactly. Stuff the house with some more bullshit that people have touched twice. <laughs> Gotta love it. You guys are almost, are you guys made the autumn transition yet? Are you out of autumn yet? In Halloween? Oh, we we have all the Halloween shit put up. Yeah. Went out of our way to decorate. I said. I I will go around and look at decorations. I'll take the time to do it. I am not putting decorations up on this house. No, thank you. I I guess I, I get it. You want to be festive? More power to you. High five. Nope. She's laughing. I thought that was a pet. Nope. That was somebody being a goofy goober. All right, boss. Is there anything else you want to cover tonight? No, man. That's all. I think we nailed it. Yeah, we were just shy of 55 minutes, so. We're right by an hour. Woo! Go ahead and sign us off. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Sober Swole Podcast. Once again, I am Jake Howard. Woo! I go by DJ Swirl. Chocolate and vanilla swirl. Bye. Hey, it's Warhorse. Do you want your workouts to look like this? Or do you want your workouts to slay? When Warhorse picks his pre-workout, he wants it to slay. If you want second place, go with somebody else. If you want to be a champion, 
Star we go.